0: Hey, and welcome back to the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Caffrey, and today I'm going to talk about process handoff. I'll see you inside. All right, all right. So I wanted to talk about process handoff today because I actually just had a recent experience. At um, our favorite restaurant, Steve and I go over to um, this place. It's called Strawberry Alley, and it's really, really great. Uh, They brew their own beer and they have, I'm sure, some type of Eastern European descent um, chef because, I mean, they just they serve up all the all the awesome Eastern European eats as well as burgers and, uh, and different sorts of things. So one of our favorite things to do, uh, because we like to eat early is to go over whenever Steve has off or, you know, on a weekend or something, go over at like four o'clock and take advantage of happy hour. Um, they have like dollar 50 sliders or something and their sliders are super, super good. So we sat down there the other day and we were, we ordered sliders. We usually get the, the chicken ones and the beef ones, right? So we get them and we just start digging in because we're hungry and let's be honest, it's delicious. So we, we start to eat and I quickly realized, and honestly, so does Steve, we kind of realize at the same time that the chicken sliders are undercooked. And we're just like, dang, this is really a shame because, you know, we're across with a, a crossroads here. And I'm just going to go ahead and dialogue about this for a second because you don't want to make a scene at your favorite restaurant because then how, you know, what are they going to say? And this is honestly the one time that we've been going there for probably like a year and a half or so now that they've messed up our order. So like, we also want to give them the grace that like, yeah, sure. One time that's probably fine. Right. So we didn't say anything. We just didn't order more of those. Right. We just ordered more beef ones. And so the thing that I started thinking about there, and it's interesting because it was Steve who prompted this line of thought. Um, I was like, you know, I wonder, I wonder what happened. And Steve looked at me and said, well, they're about a quarter of an inch thicker than they normally are, the chicken, the pieces of chicken. And I thought to myself, well, that's interesting. I wonder how that could have happened. I wonder if the prep cook could have just cut the chicken slices too big breaded them and whatever. And then the cook himself wasn't notified or didn't notice that they were a little bit bigger. So if his process was drop the chicken in the fryer and cook it for two minutes or whatever that looks like, right, then he didn't really budget in for the extra time. So he was likely putting out a bunch of, I mean, at least the the batch full of that prep cook's work a batch full of uncooked chicken. And so how can we, (laughs) is kind of what I started thinking about, how can we start to hedge against um, those types of errors and really build into our processes, um, you know, that those times for handover, right? So for example, in this in this chicken sandwich situation, you know, if the cook could have either A, noticed, had a checklist and said, okay, all of your chicken that you're going to drop in the fryer needs to go into the fryer for two minutes at this thickness, right? So even something that small as an adjustment to the process could have hopefully prevented a bunch of undercooked chicken, right? Or, um, adding a stipulation to the end of the process for the line cook or sorry, the prep cook, um, that basically said, Hey, listen, these, you know, these chicken pieces need to be an inch thick, not an inch and a quarter. Um, so making sure that that is completely, you know, good and ready to go. Right. So for example, if, you know, kind of there, if the prep cook is prepping that, Um, You know, when he hands it over, not only does he have a checklist to say, okay, are we sure this is done? But then the person who gets it right has a checklist before they even start their process to say, okay, did I get this? in a fashion that is um, you know, really just f- ready for me to begin to do my job. And so what I challenge you to think about, especially in a service business, especially as you have team members who are working on client projects or, where there are multiple hands involved, um, what do those entrance and exit um, pieces look like um, into your processes? Now we do this in a couple of ways and I love to talk about kind of our process templates In a way that's, it's pretty universal to most businesses. We usually recommend that for an entrance uh, into a process, right? You need to know a couple of things: a) what has has to have been done before I can start running this process, right? So, what data do I have to have collected? Um, you know, what what heavy lifting needs to have been done either by another team member or by the client, or you know, what have you? Good examples of this are if you're an agency and you're doing an intake form um, that might need to be complete before this process needs to be run, or maybe. Um, if you have a creative agency, maybe the copy needs to be written before you can, you know, build anything. Um, you know, those types of, of situations, or the videos need to be recorded before you know X, Y, or Z needs to happen. So, what needs to have happened before is number A, is, is letter A, and then letter B is, um, you know, what do they need to have open? What, is, what do they need to have access to? And so maybe that's the same thing. Maybe they need to have access to what was done before. You know, It's, it's one thing if the copy was written or the, the, the emails were written or the videos were recorded, but nobody has access to get to them, right? If they're not centrally located or someone doesn't have a login or any of that, right? And then what systems, right? Do they need access to Infusionsoft, to ClickFunnels, to um, the back end of the client's WordPress site or to their ad account? Or what does that need to look like and what do they need to have open, right? If their job is to create, um, podcast episode images, right? They need to have the podcast itself open right before it airs. So they probably need to have login to my anchor account and they probably need to open up Canva and they probably need to listen to a bit of the episode to know exactly what I'm going to talk about and what image to exactly use. Um, And then before or maybe even during while that's happening, the show notes need to be created and, and whatever else. Right. So there's several moving parts probably to any given process. So what they what we need to do is make sure that when a team member opens up a process of yours, they say, oh, cool. This is where it fits in the grand scheme of things. Right. It's just gone through the copy phase. I now have it in the design phase and. I have these five tabs open and now I'm ready to rock through this process. So what can help um, are just implementing those small things because It's so frustrating, and especially in my chicken sandwich analogy, when you get to a point in a process and you realize, wow, this has all been for nothing, or this was a complete waste of time or money, or this completely cannot work. And my goal is that you realize that as soon as humanly possible, number one, and number two, rectify it as quickly as humanly possible. So if, for example, this cook, um, you know, in my chicken sandwich analogy, took a look at these and said, wait a second, these are about a quarter of an inch thicker than usual. They would maybe go to, let's just say the head cook and say, hey, listen, are we okay with these taking three minutes instead of two minutes? How is that going to interrupt the flow of the evening? Should we roll with the three minute drops of these chickens into the fryer, or should I just scrap these? And we could just use, you know, the ones that are regular thickness, right? So at that point, it becomes, you know, an ownership or, you know, a management um, decision, rather than, you know, just error on, on the part of the process, right? So the second thing is, again, the big the offboarding kind of process, right? So how do we finish a process with excellence to ensure um, really really incredible handover? And so a big thing that I really like to um, include is a completion checklist. Now it is exactly what it sounds like, um, but you could do these in, in a couple of ways, right? So completion checklists at the at their very core are a list of items that make your um, the person who's running your process right make your employee or your contractor or even yourself go back and take a look and say okay what are the big KPIs for these for this project right like what do I need to have finished first and foremost right so if it is um, let's just say um, you know creating a uh, an image for for an episode in a podcast. What you would say is, okay, is there an image, (laughs) right? That's number one. Is it on brand? Uh, Does it have the title and the episode number? Um, You know, is it adhering to, you know, kind of what the theme of the podcast is, right? Like if I'm talking about chicken sandwiches this whole time, it would be super relevant if Maddie, our wonderful admin, got a picture of a chicken sandwich and, and added it to this cover art, right? Because that was just exactly what I talked about the whole time. And so when you see that, then you listen to the episode, you're like, oh, okay, this is congruent. So those types of things at the end of the checklist, right? Like from a minimum viable product perspective, what do we need to have completed with this pro- with this process? And then the second kind of phase of the checklist is, are we checking for excellence, right? So what are the the upper echelon types of things that we can be going back and double checking to ensure that every single thing is really, really, really pristine. I'm big on spelling errors. Um, you know, so I like to say, okay, are, have you gone back and checked the title and the episode number for any errors or any spelling? Um, is, is it the size, um, you know, for Instagram and for Facebook so that we can post it, um, you know, those, those types of like upper echelon type of checklist items, right? So at the end of each of your processes, um, you can basically pop in and just list that checklist. And what that does is it builds in a way for your uh, team member or anyone running your processes to look back and say, okay, I'm going to it's basically built in double checking, um, which which is kind of one of our core values is double checking. But that means that like, we're technically triple checking that we did our work correctly. And so I think that you can't be too careful, especially when it comes to um, you know, handling the results that you deliver for your clients. And you could end up in a situation like uh, where your client's eating raw chicken and they might not be as kind as, as, as Steve and I were, you know, to the folks who, you know, served us that stuff. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that mistakes happen and we need to learn from those mistakes and really internalize them and think, okay, how can we make sure that something like this um, doesn't happen again? And it's my opinion that it's mostly in process, right? Being extremely clear about what the expectations are and what exactly we need. And I'll be honest, I've probably eaten there since this has happened like two more times um, in the past couple of weeks. And um had gotten the chicken sliders and everything was great. So I think that they probably rectified the everything on the back end because someone probably did complain. Um, but let's not wait for that to happen, hopefully, <laughs> before we decide to implement um, you know, a really great um kind of beginning of the process, right? Ironing out what needs to have happened and what they need to have open and then a really great offboarding process. So what, um, needs to be true uh, for you to feel like this process is completely finished and ready for handoff. Um, something that I would also include in your checklist or your kind of, um, completion filters is, uh, is, is, is this handed off, um, properly. And so you could also, um, you know, just dialogue a little bit with your team about that, right? If they need to hand it to X person or Y person in, you know, a specific fashion, um, I would absolutely include that in the end of your processes as well. Um, I hope this was helpful. I hope that um, you can always be up leveling, um, the way that you operate and the way that you're structuring your processes with these episodes. If you guys have any questions or have any feedback about the episode, just hit me up on Facebook and I will see you guys next time on the smooth operator podcast. Take care. Hey, Allie here. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you want a copy of my process template, head over to operationsagency.com slash process pro. You can download a free copy of my template that I've used to structure high six and seven figure agencies. I'll see you there.